Welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my co-host, who also is coordinating with my cocktail tonight. <laughs> Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's, it's going. You definitely have the uh, the purplish pink going on. I do. Yeah, I'm wearing pink and you are drinking purple. I mean, I don't know. This is pink. Really? It's hot pink. It's a hot pink sweater. Closer to fuchsia. Mm, no. But not like quite bright enough for fuchsia. It's, it's got muted fuchsia. It's more like an electric purple. It's hot pink. That is not hot pink. It is. That's not screaming enough. Anyway, my drink is definitely more purple, maybe lavender. Definitely matches my hockey jerseys this season. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Why is your drink so purple? My drink is so purple because uh, I basically made a, a gimlet. But I also put a little club soda in it. But I made it with Empress Gin. Ooh. We've been dying to try this stuff because I'm it's so excited. It's all over Instagram. It's the purple gin. Yeah. Uh it's it's interesting. It's not as herbaceous. It's not as floral of a lot as a lot of other gins. It, you actually get more of the citrus notes with it. Mm-hmm. I think it tastes like oranges. It plays well with anything with orange, grapefruit, lemon, lime. Um, and we've just started experimenting with it, so I'm sure we'll get other things, and then maybe it will taste differently when I like have my voice back. <laughs> that would be good. This is going to be really a weird sounding one. We kept kind of putting off this one. It's like, well, my throat feels weird. Well, my my voice is kind of weird, and then it's like, well, screw it. Let's just do it anyway. <laughs> so you know, thankfully, this is also an episode where we're going to lean heavily on you anyway for subject matter. <laughs> so. Uh, That'll save my voice a little bit. Maybe I'll be able to speak tomorrow. We'll see. What are you drinking tonight, though? I Yours have... is not purple. No, it it's not. not pink. It's brown. It's a it's standard brown liquor. It's just a standard old fashioned. There's somebody on Twitter. So there's this Urban Meyer thing going on. Urban Meyer, coach of the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. went and had a game in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Skipped the team flight after the loss. Team flies home. He goes out supposedly in his apology. He went out with the grandkids because you know, um, for many years he was coaching Ohio State. And uh, he's, I believe he's from Ohio, but he's also coached various other places, including Utah and the University of Florida. And video and photos surface of him at the bar. Apparently he like a bunch of a party wanted to like have photos with him. It's like, well, that's not quite what the video backs up. But, you know, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. So anyway, where this is going on this crazy tangent is, so I'm going through this stuff on Twitter because it's entertaining, and somebody said, I don't know what Urban was drinking, but it was probably brown liquor. That's a brown liquor move. Okay. That is the weirdest tangent you have ever gone on, I think. Um, I don't feel good. So my drink, it's just a standard. I'm just going to sip my gimlet. You do that. It's a standard old-fashioned. I made it with Jim Beam. Woo. It's delicious. Cheers. Cheers. You are extra icy, jiggly. Clinkies. Clinkies. There you go. Gimlet. Mm -hmm. All right. Before we get into our main topic tonight, Mm -hmm. what's new? We went to homecoming last weekend. (laughs) Woohoo. Homecoming for a high school that we didn't attend. That's correct. No. Homecoming for my arch rivals. When I was in high school. Did you ever go to any homecoming games when you were in high school? Yeah, I did. I went to one. Did you go to the homecoming dance afterwards? No. Oh, okay. No, um, I didn't love football. It's not about the football. Okay. Social anxiety is real. Yeah, it is. And I had it. I went to all of them. (laughs) Either because I was in the band or I was on the football team or just because it was the social thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm went to the dances um but i didn't go i mean I, I went to the high school that i was previously coaching at we went to this one though because kid wouldn't wanted to go she's got she's in the band middle school band they're performing mm-hmm. at the end of the season so we wanted to see you know how does a high school football game go at that high school yeah i've actually never had had not been to a game at their home stadium i'd seen them play when they played their arch rival your school mm-hmm. when i was in high school <laughs> so funny like my friends and i would go because they called the war at the shore because we're along the southwest coast of lake michigan yes and we would go um 
just go check it out. We had friends at the public high school and we would go see them. They would play their arch rival and it was a big deal. Yep, it still is. Uh, that's this weekend, by the way. I know. Yeah. We are not going. Nope. <laughs> anyway, but we hadn't been to one in that stadium. So we went, we checked it out, and it also, you know, there was a big push to get the middle schoolers and have a good turnout there. So kid one wanted to go and be with her friends. And yeah. Sit in the, the, they have a middle school student section, which is on the opposite end of the stadium from the high school student section, mm-hmm. which there are some benefits to that. But she just wanted to go be a normal kid. And after a year plus of COVID now, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a seventh grader. She's in her, you know, in her second year of middle school. The kid has never had a middle school dance. Yeah, that is really sad. And part of me can go, oh, yeah, as a dad, you know, I, my daughter doesn't have to go to dance and blah, blah, blah. I have to be worried. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I want her to have those normal kid experiences. Yeah. And those aren't possible right now. Even in, uh, speaking with I, I play with guys who are teachers and administrators at various high schools around here and like they've had the homecoming dances this year like i think last year they were out on the football field this year they got to be inside but then they're like we didn't get into education to be going around policing masks um but they have to do it that's just part of what life is at the moment yep and it's very difficult to put on a dance and like it's not like i mean it's not like the jokes about the Catholic schools, like, oh, make sure you've got like this, the right room spacing. Room for the Lord. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, it's kind of that. Make sure you get enough room for the COVID to not get... <laughs> Six feet apart, kids. Six feet apart. No touching. <laughs> unless you have really long arms. They're just doing their... They're doing their best. <laughs> but like that, like they said, that's not why they got into education. Anyway, so anything approximating normal life so it's a friday night lights high school yeah. football the middle schoolers went down to their middle school section they sat they got to be social with their friends they were outside so they, they could, ate junk food yeah they ate a ton of junk food <laughs> um you know basically i gave her 20 bucks and said here this is for your admission and i made her go through the gate ahead of us mm-hmm. uh and it's for your food for the night just go yep and then uh kid three came with us too and like i went and then we got in line behind them and paid for you me and him mm-hmm <laughs> And the other ones are like, kids are like, yeah, we don't want to go. So they went to your parents' house. Yeah. Um, pretty good game for the first half of the first quarter because the uh, the kids' school was blowing out the competition from Battle Creek, or as their jersey said, the creek. Oh, I yeah. didn't notice that. I, I think they should have been the cornflakes, the fighting Rice Krispies. <laughs> the cornflakes. Watch out. Those flakes will get you. Watch out. Shredded wheat. Here we come. <laughs> anyway. Um, we're going to crunch you to death. <laughs> you know, it's October. They could break out Count Chocula or Frankenberry. And they could be serial or killers. Blueberry. There you go. The serial killers. <laughs> though. That's actually a good one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they scored uh, three touchdowns in the first half of the first quarter. And that was it for scoring for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the away team started getting some points at the end of the game that actually made it almost a game. Yeah. Uh, it took him long off. Anyone who left at halftime, though, it was a blowout. Yeah. But, you know, Kid 3 loved it because he was there. Some of his friends were there. Some of his classmates were there. Plus, they shoot off fireworks every time they score. That was really cool. And since they won, there was, like, a really big fireworks display. At the end, I didn't yeah. know it was going to be that big. Do you think it's always that big or just because yes. of homecoming? No, it's always that big because oh. we can hear it. We, well, we've I, stopped yeah. recording on Friday nights. Because uh, when they play at home, because we can pick it up down in our recording studio, down in our basement of our house. Yeah. Good point. And we're quite a ways away. <laughs> uh, we, you know, I know you uh, made fun of them when we moved to town. We are like, oh, those hillbillies, they shoot fireworks out of the f- cornfield for the football games. I didn't games. call them hillbillies. I called them farmers. Yeah. Well, okay, the cornfields have been pushed back, but now they have like mile upon mile of soccer fields and indoor field houses and baseball fields and softball fields and rocket football fields and uh, more soccer fields and lacrosse fields behind the football field. So the fireworks are coming from somewhere in those athletic fields, mm-hmm. no longer out of the cornfields. Yeah. So now they're sophisticated. Okay. Well, anyway, they used to be cornfields. Used to be. But that was homecoming and we survived it. And now we've got um, a football game coming up that we got to go to and stay at least through half. To, actually, it's probably for the whole thing because they got to play the little songs in the lull, the many lulls in football. Are you talking about the football game that kid number one is going to be at? Yes. That one? Okay, just checking. You know, it doesn't have tons of lulls in it. No. Hockey. Oh. It's not like here's the puck, take a shot, and then we're going to line up and do it again. Although sometimes it is. <laughs> How is the hockey? 
The hockey's uh, all the hockey. The kids are doing great. They're almost done with fall hockey. Winter hockey starting um, pretty soon. We got one more week of fall hockey, and then um, adult hockey. You know, I really, really. Part of me was thinking, man, kid one's gonna get her first win. My team is gonna get our first win in beer league. <laughs> um, yeah, we lost eight to five. Like, That's not terrible. It's not terrible. And she played great. She had some amazing saves. And even everybody on the team, like, we're trying to figure out what's wrong. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got my 12-year-old in that. They're like, what more can we ask from her? Like, when she got beat, like, she got beat. It wasn't like, oh, she was out of position or she should have had it. Like, she didn't stand a chance. Like, she's down at one post, down in her butterfly, like, basically with her, you know, if you don't know it, her knees and her ankles down on the ground building a wall. Mm-hmm. And somebody takes a hop back and fires it to the far top corner. Yeah, she can't reach it. She can't reach it. And um, most goalie can't reach it, even if they're bigger. <laughs> um, so if you look at the scores, you stack up all the scores, you can't really, you still can't tell the difference between when she's in net and when I have my, like, six foot four substitute goalie in. Um, but I did bring in the best scorer in the league. Well, actually, technically, my top scorer on my team is the best scorer in the league. But I brought in a guy who's also born in Finland, awesome scorer, to feed him, the two of them on the line. And they did set up for a lot of goals. <laughs> but it wasn't enough because we lost eight to, or nine to five. Oh, well. So, yeah. It happens. It happens. It's going. Uh, it was a big night, though, because I played three games that night. That's a lot of hockey. I played the early game. I took the second game off. I played my game was the third game, and then I played the fourth game, and then I went home because that's a lot of hockey. It's a lot of that's hockey. A lot of hockey on the ice, quite a bit. And then, but you know, it also gets me ready for coaching and everything for winter hockey because it's going to be a lot of time on the ice. Really exciting. That yeah. sounds cold. No, it's a lot of sweat. It sounds it's a cold. lot of stink. We can do yeah, it does. On the stink no, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what should we talk about before we get into this episode? Hey, you've been getting lots of messages from your former runners. So why don't we talk about life without cross-country since we're not doing that this fall? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Life without cross-country isn't really life without cross-country because there's still a lot of cross-country in our lives. Because like you said, uh, I'm getting hit up a lot. Actually, I'm getting hit up a lot by uh, the parents of the runners, not the runners directly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're saying wonderful things about the new coach. And look, I know the new coach because he's really the old coach from the 80s. Mm-hmm. He coached my sisters. I went to school with his daughter. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, his uh, quote unquote protege was my coach. I, you know, so it was basically a continuation of the same program. It's just it's the polar opposite of what I did. Yeah. Um, and I mean, work to get them new warmups, new uniforms. They're not using the warmups. I got them. They were the first new warmups in 25 years. Uh, the uniforms are you wearing the uniforms I wore in high school about 25 years ago where the boys are. The girls are wearing ones that were falling apart. They're actually wearing boys shorts, including some of them have the crotch completely blown out on them. So they're going to wear stuff underneath. Yeah, it's just a hot mess. They what? look they don't match. They look like um, the uniforms look like garbage. The middle school, it's funny because like this one woman who was on the booster group who threw a fit because the uh, the uniforms that the middle schoolers are wearing when her son was in middle school for track refused to let them wear them and had to run out and get uniforms to match the varsity because <laughs> I had got secured enough money to um, get the varsity new uniforms because they were they were so thin they were almost transparent but yeah. suddenly now that her kids in high school they're okay for the current group to go back to wearing what we call the circus tent ones that are fugly. <laughs> and if you don't know what fugly means, it's a combination of <laughs> ugly. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's the uniforms aren't the reason. It's really that I've now heard from three families uh, that the kids just aren't adjusting well. And it's not that the coach doesn't know what he's doing. He does. I mean, he's been doing this forever, like from the 70s. Uh, but he's a very different style coach. And these are kids I recruited. Well, I mean, quote unquote, recruited. These are kids who came in when I started the program. I started doing a lot of reach back all the way into elementary school. So they would come out and we would do these fun runs and everything. And then they mm-hmm. came out and they've, they ran for me sixth grade all the way into high school. And suddenly, I, I mean, I have a very different style. I have a, we're going to work hard, but we're going to have fun too. And it catered to a certain style of runner that is not your traditional runner where it's just, what's, what's run for the sake of running and, go faster and you know <laughs> we don't need a we don't need a map we'll just go 
Okay, you need a map. You need a map. I was teaching the kids how to read maps, how to look at satellite imagery. We were doing, actually, it was a, a nice skill because I was borrowing stuff from my in, in, work in intelligence. It's really geo-intelligence, uh, geospatial intelligence, intelligence uh, geo-int. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would go, we would take hand-drawn maps and then we lay it over in Google Earth and we'd stretch it and take, you know, something that looks like they, some coach did on a cocktail napkin. We take those landmarks, lay them out, we would map it out. And then we would start tracing out these, the actual links, what's the elevation change? Where do we, you know, where do we want to do the passing? Where don't we? And so we did all sorts of analysis like that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. He's just going, you just got to feel the course kind of stuff. So um not everybody's responding to that it, it's catering there are kids who are really responding to it well and that's great and they're the ones you'd expect to but some, i feel bad because some of the kids that i you know hadn't found their niche and suddenly they found cross country and they found the fun and they found the joy in running aren't finding the joy this season and i feel bad because well it's not your fault no like look i mean the team the team are called the lakers um i could give two shits the lakers do well this year or not as a team i really don't care because just how badly the uh the school community treated us on the way out mm -hmm. in that last season uh, i just felt like they were you know treating our i mean not not the runners not the runners or most of the runners parents but uh the broader community just felt like there was a license to treat our children like to treat us like even on the way out treat us like so but those kids that I recruited, that I trained, I'm always going to be pulling for those kids. And so yeah. I follow along online and I, I chat back and forth with their parents. And if they ask for advice, I give it. And I, But uh, I want those kids to do well. Yeah. Now, the kids I didn't train that I don't know, I don't care. I mean, I hope you don't get hurt and I hope you have a great, you have fun, great. But uh, it's the ones that I trained. I'm like, I still want you to improve. It's not like I want to go, well, I'm gone. I hope everything turns to garbage forever. <laughs> it's like, great. If you guys win the conference, I don't care. I mean, individual. now I'm back to like individual. Like I want person X, person Y, person Z mm -hmm. to get personal records. But if your other two runners are taking like 45 minutes, I don't care. They're not my runner. <laughs> um it's just the ones I trained and I'm pulling for and I'm following along with and I want the best for them. And I'm, yeah. I'm hearing like oh, some of the guys I worked with are really it's just clicking, not just in the running, but in the leadership end. And it just gives me the warm fuzzies like, yes, these kids are going to succeed in life. And that's what makes me happy whether I'm there or not. And, you know, some of the other kids are like they haven't hit their PR yet, but they're boy, they're on target to probably hit it this season. OK, great. That's what I want for them. Nice. Yeah, but it's hard, uh, and it's hard to hear that some of them aren't having fun, and so I'm trying to do what I can and pass encouraging notes to their parents, and you know, but when asked, so I'm not trying to step on the new coach's toes. I mean, he can do his thing, but you know, some of them reach out for help in other directions, and I'm just one of those sources. Yep. 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 Cool. <laughs> so it's a uh, life without cross country is weird. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's kind. Of, uh, it's not like I'm not up early on Saturday morning. And, yeah, but you're sports. also not stomping around in mud puddles. No, I'm out on the ice. Well, at least it's a solid puddle. Got little kids swinging sticks at me and stuff. My elbows hurt, by the way, so bad. <laughs> um, I had a little kid fall. We were setting up the mats, getting ready to play. Um, and he, he wiped out. And I just cook, took a quick step back and I got my foot caught in a deep rut and caught the edge. Right in there, and I went down and went down with both elbows on the ice. I wasn't wearing elbow pads because so I was just out there coaching. Oh, my God, they're still bruised. Maybe now you'll wear your elbow pads when you're just coaching. <laughs> Maybe I will. So that we don't have broken elbows. Maybe. Hmm. 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 Or so I can sit and use armrests in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I did pop out for that one cross-country meet of theirs, but the rest of them, like, I'm looking at the schedule, like, I'm on the ice every time they race, so. Yeah. I'll just follow along online, and uh, hopefully they have, they've got big meet this weekend. Actually, they got a whole bunch, and we're hit October. It's supposed to get start getting cooler, and all the big meets are in October, or, well, in the case of the state finals, November. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But enough about that. Let's get into our main topic for the night, Jessica. <laughs> okay, Marco. I'm like, this is supposed to be one that you speak a lot on, and I'm so far I'm doing all the talking. 
our main topic for tonight are, uh, and really this episode is going to be called Adventures in Parenting, but we're really looking at lessons learned from parenting. And we're really um, kind of like the theme we were going for with this was thanks for the memories. Yeah. Yeah. We love memories. So it's all about capturing those memories. And we've got five tips for that. And that's mm-hmm. our episode. So let's do some segue music and we'll get into that. for the memories of all our adventures in parenting yes all right let's get into this our top five lessons learned from parenting all having to do with those memories and hanging on to those memories and all the adventures and parenting we've been through (laughs) jessica let's get right into it what is number one save some of the art (laughs) 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 not all of the art i have a couple of suggestions especially when you have four kids yeah oh my god if you've got one you and you're going man there's so many freaking art projects multiply it by four yeah um we could totally have an entire room in our house just dedicated to piles of artwork from our kids if we kept everything buy a plot of land and put a giant pole barn on it and make it an art gallery with all the stuff You'd need so many walls. Um, the American like, Picker guys would be loving it. <laughs> right. Well, no. They're collectors. No, so, we're hoarders at that point. You should keep their art because eventually they're going to grow up and then they're going to come back and be like, Mom, what did I? What kinds of things did I draw when I was in kindergarten? And it's really nice to be able to like show them, hey, you used to draw pictures of cows or you used to draw pictures of zombies because you're a weird kid (laughs) you used to draw pictures of princess like all of those things are really really fun and you're going to want to remember them but a sampling right not every single cow photo every single cow picture that they've ever drawn um you don't need to keep a little cross section of your favorite ones or ones that trigger specific memories that you want to be able to share with them when they're older are the ones that you want to keep the development so you don't want them all from like may of kindergarten (laughs) you know here's something from from halloween here's something around christmas time or maybe a thing here's a turkey hand in kindergarten and then the christmas project and then maybe something around valentine's day you know Mm -hmm. on the and then special things and now like i mean hell we're definitely keeping the artwork that uh kid number three did last year where he came home and they they did this thing where they drew some (laughs) art and you got to uh Buy differently on a mug or a tote bag or whatever. Or a notebook or something what like did your, that. What your parents bought it? They put it on a, a coaster. coaster. Anyway, uh, they were like, why did you draw a rat? Yeah, he drew a white mouse. And we, I, I was like, dude, this is a really good drawing. I love it. I especially love the background you gave it. Um, Why did you draw a white mouse? Because as far as I know, the child doesn't like mice. And he looked at me and he scrunched up his face and he goes, because, mommy, we, the art teacher said we had to draw a picture of our pets. And I was like, oh no. And he goes, we don't have any pets. And I said, no, we don't. And he goes, and I was like, did you, um, did your teacher just tell you to draw any animal that you could think of? And he goes, no, I sat and I thought about it because she said it had to be a pet. So I sat and I thought about it for a little bit. And then I thought, sometimes we have mice in our basement. And that's kind of like having a pet because they're inside of our house. So I drew a mouse and I made it white. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) That is the funniest explanation I've ever heard. Also, did you share this with your teacher? No. Good. Keep it that way. But aside from uh, <laughs> the vermin and the fun stories, and a lot of these have fun stories, and every time we see that art from now on, it's going to bring back those memories. There's also just knowing where they were at. Like kid number two for a long time was drawing cars and trucks. And now he does comic books and the Mario characters. And be- in between, there was the Angry Birds. Yeah. And you see the development in his coloring, but it's also what he's into. Do you remember when he was in kindergarten and his teacher oh, would give God. him... Uh, she would give everybody like a coloring assignment and she would say, kids, you're going to color this picture for the next 15 minutes, like seat work at the tables. And he would take out his crayons and put the worksheet on his table and he would pick one color, almost always blue. And he would put one dot 
of blue from the crayon. Or one streak. Yeah, or one line in inside the coloring page and say, okay, I did it. I colored. I'm done. Time to play with cars. My favorite was his color by number Thanksgiving thing, and it was a very flamboyant turkey that was almost peacock-like and with all the different numbers and trying to teach the kids matching, you know, find the numbers and mm-hmm. colors. And he put, instead of coloring each section in like you're supposed to and also showing that you can stay inside the lines, he just went, he'd stay inside the lines, but it was one streak and it matched perfectly, <laughs> but it was a very minimalist turkey. Yeah. No, he didn't love coloring for a really long. But the point is, is that we have these so that well, we, we can, can. See, and then we can see it like more color, more color. And now, yeah. and then it was like, whoa, overkill, buddy. Yeah, no, but we have them. We can share them with him when he's older and be like, we used to love that you did this. We thought it was great. And, um, you know, stuff like that. So um, anyways, the big question is, where the heck do you keep all of this artwork? So you could be like my mom. You mean you don't buy a plot of land and build an art gallery unto your kid? No. Oh, good, because so we haven't done that either. You could be like my mom and have one file inside of the file cabinet where you stick like four Wait, pieces of art. You didn't even rank a drawer. You're just one file folder. I am one file folder. There there That's, are like... There's like two kids in your family. I swear to God, there are like four pieces of art from when I was little in that file folder and the rest are report cards. Um, Who cares about that? My mother, apparently. So I don't recommend that because it's sad. I mean, academics are important, but honestly, you got the diploma at the end and get your transcript and call good. We're talking about like third grade report cards, Marco. Is it like second quarter report card? Yeah, it's all of them. Save the one at the end of the year. It has all the grades on it. Got to have all of them. Um. Those are all in there, but there's only four oh pieces of art, and that's the, what makes it sad. What, what's her name? Marie Kondo or whatever would have like a heart attack at your mom's house. Maybe it brings her joy, in which case she would not have a heart attack. She'd be like, oh, it brings you joy. That's great. You get no, to keep it. No, she'd go. Nope, that's the rule. Joy my ass. Get rid of this No, that is how Marie Kondo works. You have to hold it in your hand. Does it bring you joy? I will, I want if it, it does, you get to keep it. Send her in there with a film crew and watch her lose her ever-loving It'd be hilarious. Reality Anyways, TV at its best. That's not enough for me. So our very fabulous, wonderful, favorite, most favorite preschool teacher ever in the history of the world did this with kid number two and then with kid number three and kid number four. And what she does is at the beginning of the preschool year, she sends home a white pizza box. With a the, new one, clean one, not it's, like leftover. It's a brand spanking new. Like it doesn't you can, have grease stains and cheese in it. hit them online. Um... It's brand new and it has um, your kid's name on it. And the idea is you can take all of their wonderful masterpieces that they make in the entire preschool year and you can stick them inside the pizza box. And that way you can then at the end of the year, you can figure out which ones you really love and keep them in that box. And then you can stack the box like in a closet or in a desk or wherever it is that you're going to be keeping these these boxes. But um, the pizza box is large enough to hold very very large pieces of art um with minimal folding so that's nice i like that at the beginning of the year and because we've had her three times she flat out tells the parents up front you don't have to keep everything they do Mm -hmm. obviously don't throw it out in front of their faces Mm -mm. but uh one it's a place to put everything as you're going along but then periodically through the year yeah you know just pick keep basically keep the ones that give you joy Mm mm-hmm uh, throughout the year, but then it's a nice organized place and it fits well on a shelf. And you can, like you said, you can get them online. You can get them at craft stores like Michael's or whatever the other ones are. Uh, and you can actually some even pizzerias. You can get them from them. Yeah. Um, the other idea that I have for keeping your kids art: um, take a photograph of the of the art itself. Only keep the really, really special ones where you want that hard copy, but the rest photograph and then have them printed and put in a photo album and just like title it kid number one's art from this year. And then it's it's all together it's in a little collage. tiny book and she can flip through it and see, oh, look at all the really cool things I made. I love it. And it takes up a lot less space. Absolutely. It fits right on the bookshelf in with all the other photo albums. So that's nice. What's number two, Marco? Number two is an annual year in review. And this is really just a chance to sit down because it blows by so fast. And the nice thing is we've got four kids where we can kind of realize, 
holy crap, time went by so fast for kid number one. Well, at least we got some other ones, though. <laughs> um, and we we actually started this. Do over. Uh, there, there's a lot of ways of doing these. It's just kind of sitting down. And you notice, like, everybody else does it, like, every TV show or every channel. And it's almost like a, a filler for programming when everyone's on vacation for the television networks where they do the the year in review half hour or whatever. And it's usually like the like C team off the news or, or radio station. Like we're going to sit here and play all the best songs of the year. Yeah. Um, kind of go back and take inventory of your year. What did you do? What was fun? What are the big memory memories and write them down, whether it's in a journal or something for us, I compile it actually into a, uh, a just a word document, a, a digital file but then from there, the top stories become part of our Christmas letter that we put out mm-hmm. every year. And like, I know Christmas brag letters get ripped on all the time, but we do something a little bit differently. We do the Tomasi Times, <laughs> and it's in a newspaper format. And we, you and I, started this. Uh, the uh, what was it two thousand eight? We moved up to DC. It was kind of a big year for us because I had. Um, well, in 2007, I had finished my doctorate. In 2008, we left Tallahassee. We moved up to D.C. I started a new job. It was just all these transitions. And I'm like, we're like, okay, we're going to send out a Christmas card. And we had done Christmas cards previously, but... They were just cards. They were just cards. So we put out this little newspaper thing, and it had some goofy stories in it. And take and it was holiday-themed stuff and a little facetiousness. <laughs> like the classified section, I think one year we did this, and it was all redacted. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and there's fun little stories like that. Or when kid one was starting to play on the pots and pans and it's like, oh, there's a musical prodigy, you know? Yeah, it's just silly. It's silly. But it also helps us just kind of inventory what were the big events of the year and looking back. And then we we print that, we send it out. But we can also go back, like I've got my raw files all backed up, but we've got these printed ones that we just put in a 12 by 12 album. I mean, they're on a normal size paper, but... You flip through the pages, and there in there is the Christmas card that we sent out that year, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's this letter, and it's now gotten to be two sided because we got you know so many things going on with so many there's six kids, people in this six house. Six people in this house. We all do interesting things. And then the ones who don't make it, there's always the real estate section. And it's like, well, real estate, you know, <laughs> demand for real estate is tough in the Tomasi times. So here's all like the things that didn't make it, and it's like just pretty much the subjects. <laughs> And that for us, that jogs our memory. So while people love the the Christmas letter that goes out every year and they find it humorous and it's a break from all the other ones uh, that go out because we kind of do a goofy take on it. Mm -hmm. For us, when we go back and look at them, just the headlines alone jog memories of those stories, those events. And we've got pictures in it. Yeah. And it's nice for the kids because they, you know, they like to look at pictures so they can flip through this book. And they can see all of the pictures of our family through the years and see, oh, that's when kid number three showed up. That's when kid number four showed up in our pictures. Yay. Um, and the ones that are old enough to read can actually sit there and read those letters because odds are a couple of them came out before they could read. So they didn't know what was going on. Well, and there's ones where I ask them questions. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because I'll either record or quickly jot down the answers, but I'll I'll ask them all at once mm-hmm. and then i'll write it that way mm-hmm. whereas the questions and then the the shotgun answers coming from really all directions and just spraying out at me and somehow i've, I've been able to get that effect into the writing and so people are like holy crap we really do feel like we're in a room with your kids and they're all spurting out answers all at once <laughs> but you can also make out like their ages like i went back and looked at some previous ones we did not just 2020 where we were asking about you know covid questions mm-hmm. we've done other topics too and you know kid four has got the tiny like one and two word answers like pancakes you know whatever the question was yeah and so you can tell like even when i don't identify this kid said this and this kid said that you can tell we you and i can still tell mm-hmm. and other people reading it who know our kids sikorsky you know, yeah this was that's kid one that's kid two that's kid three and that's kid four and sometimes the boys, it's hard to tell who answered what. And sometimes even kid one and kid two, it's hard to tell who answered what. But you can definitely tell the difference between kid one and kid four. Mm-hmm. But it also showcases to us, looking back, the range in ages. 
and the kind of answers and what the chaos in the house was like yeah. that year. Yes. All good. Uh, but if you don't want to do a newspaper or newsletter or email it out to people, that's fine. But in some form, record, hey, what were the good things, the bad things, the you know, momentous things, the celebration things for this year? Yep. And I think the simplest form really is just get a journal, you know, go to go to the store, get a, get a journal and just jot it down. Mm-hmm. And that way you have those things to look back, the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak, of the year. Yeah, honestly, write down the ugly, too, because sometimes it turns out really funny later on. And also, life is not all sunshine and roses, and it's good to record the bad and how your family reacted to the bad things that happened. So. You know, sometimes those, how you reacted to the bad things is a good thing. Yep, absolutely. Hey, you know, another way of recording the year segues nicely into number three, Jessica, because while uh, I write, write the... Um, the newsletter using mainly photos you've taken. Mm-hmm. You do something that's very personal to our family that we don't publish. We just keep at home. Yeah. But that, you know, those are those photo yearbooks. But that the part of that is number three. And number three is what, Jess? Print the photos. Save the photos. Get them off your phone. Get them off your digital cameras. Print them. We've got Shutterfly. We've got Snapfish. We've got... Um, Walgreens, pick. Myers, everything else. I mean, Costco. We've got persnickety prints. We've got all kinds of things, all kinds of options to print the photos. So get it done. Get hard copies of them because you never know when your phone is going to crash or when your hard drive is going to crash. I cannot even begin to tell you how many hard drives I have gone through. External hard drives. Well, and people will say, oh, there's the cloud. Until you lose access to your cloud account exactly. or something goes wrong or your, you know, the credit card was uploaded and that was paying it for the extra space. It expired. Expired. And the email account you had attached to it is one you're not using anymore. So you weren't getting the alerts. Yes. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong. Um, so while it is good to back it up on an external hard drive or back it up to the cloud, also print it. Print the photos. Not every single photo because of that. No. We've all become like. We are super, photo hoarders. Well, and super snappers. And like we'll take 20, you know, hoping to get with that one good shot. Mm-hmm. Save the one good shot. Print the one good shot. Yep. So I love photo albums. I think they're like the greatest. So I try and make a point every so often to order actual four by six photos. Um, and the kids love it because they can flip through them and be like, oh, look at how cute I am. Oh, My this is when we is went to the pumpkin patch. Oh. The younger ones are like. Where me? Where me? Where Always. am I at? Where me? Mm-hmm. Like not born yet. Where me? Not like, even. That's not of even yet. a good enough answer. It's just well, I should be here anyways. I don't care if I wasn't born. Where me? Your sister is a toddler. <laughs> you know, kid one's a toddler. Of course, kid four is not there yet. No, not even a thought. The other thing that we do. So a long, long time ago, I started. Um, I was a scrapbooker. And I would, I for a long time, I would do like one photo per page, maybe two photos right. per and you, page. And this is when like scrapbooking really took off. Yeah, this is like the 90s. We would go to the scrap, like I'd go to the scrapbook store. In the early 2000s. And you had all the different crazy papers and the stickers. embellishments, the stickers. All of it. All the different hole punches and scissors. And it was, you know, the very mm-hmm. hands-on crafty scrapbooking. Oh. And it was a big mess. And it took up a lot of space. And then we had kids and I was like, I don't have room for all of this paper. Um, So I found digital scrapbooking and I was like, yes, this is awesome. But then I realized it's taking me forever to make these one to two photos per page scrapbook things. I can't I can't get everything. And then um, somebody came out with the idea to do a project um, project life or project 365. And um, both of them work the same way. The idea of it is you take one photo a day and then um, at the end of the year, you compile them into an album. And that way you can you can display and write little stories about the one photo that you took each day. So I do that every year. Um, I've expanded mine. I take way more than one photo per day um especially like if we go on vacations vacations are special they get multiple pages in in the scrapbook not just one photo for per day because i just i need the photos 
but these are these are like my cell phone pictures. These are sweet ones of like kid number three picking me a flower in the yard, like a weed. It's really, really nice. Or we went to um, one of the local breweries and it was sushi night. And there it is. It's right there. And it looks wonderfully delicious. You have a picture of kid number four, kid number three wrestling next to a pile of folded towels in the middle of the yeah. living room. You know, like laundry laying in just, the living room. Be like normal life. Because that's what life looked like. Yeah. Um, this is from 2018. And that's, uh, you know, we had all these tiny little humans running around. And kid number... We still have tiny humans running around. I know, around. but she's a little bit bigger now. And so is he. Um it was Beverly Cleary's birthday <laughs> that week, and I had taken all of my books that I still have and taken a picture Why of them. Why does so kid should... number three look so angry in that other picture? Let's see here. He was super ticked off that we were all piled into his bed reading the latest edition of the bad guy's book before bedtime. He did not want us all in his bed. Um, all he had to do was ask for us to get out. Just nicely say, hey, can you get out of my bed, please? And instead, he decided to throw the biggest, hairiest little temper tantrum. And it was hilarious. Um, so I, I snapped a photo of it. And I thought it was so funny that I put it in this book. And I wrote a little thing right on the photo so about it. So photos have little captions and little comments with them. Yep. And then every so often it says like week 15 or it has dates with it as just little tags. Oh, it's a flat Stanley. Flat Stanley. Kid number two's flat Stanley's there. You Kid haven't even flipped the page. We're just like one. No, how many, this how is... many pictures do you have per page? I don't. I don't know. It varies. Well, I know it varies, but like with just the page you're open to right now. One, one. There's ten on this page, and there's probably like twelve on that page, okay. or maybe maybe another. So 10. you're getting a lot of memories crammed into it you know, in terms of conserving space. Yeah. It saves a lot. Absolutely. Uh, it makes it easy to flip through. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty, like it also gets back to, people always talk about if there's a fire, what would you grab as you run from your house? Okay, you're not going to grab all the photo albums we have because it's that's multiple trips. <laughs> but you could get all of the yearbooks you've created. Yeah, I could. And that's like the entire, that sums up our entire year. That's, Yeah. Like this is this is everything that happened this entire year. Well, look, and look at there's cross country. That's track. Okay, well whatever. Um, He's holding a baton. I don't this is in May, so yeah, it's track. Here's kid number one in Girl Scouts. Um kid number three grew grass hair. <laughs> I think that's a present for you for Mother's Day. Oh, okay. Kid number four playing piano with my dad. Me hanging out at O'Brien's at there, for Here hockey. is a picture that kid number one drew of me and I guess her, but with yellow hair. I don't know. She drew it for Mother's Day at Wait, school. I'm, I'm looking at oh, here's a teeny tiny kid number four and kid number three looking like a giant next to her. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. And the two of them are sitting there together picking bouquets of dandelions and he's helping holding them for her because he's got right. bigger hands. Yep. Um, being, you know, the sweet big brother. Right. You decided to start your kayak training and this was the first one that you did. And that's the path that you took from the screenshot of your app on your phone. Um, so it's just, it's tiny little memories that, that make up the story. Wait, go back. They're all on the couch watching a movie. What are they watching? They're watching Star Wars. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. So... In terms of, like, the aren't amazing family portraits we've paid a fortune for. Like you said, there's stuff. Oh, my God. There's one of kid number uh, three on the bottom bunk, half out of bed. Like, he's asleep, but he's laying perpendicular in his bed. And his legs are hanging out and his tummy's hanging out, uh, cracking me up. <laughs> but then I, right across from it is uh, kid number two and I, and, like, I'm teaching him how to fish. And so, yep. I'm, like, uh, I'm hanging onto his hands and teaching him how to cast and reel it in. Kid number two and the baby chicks that they hatched in their classroom. Yep. Yep. There's a whole lot of stories that go along with that. Field um, trips. Field trips. Preschool oh graduations. So this is when kid number uh, kid number three was in the class with the teacher that kid number four has right now. Yep. He's so tiny. He was so tiny. Yeah. All right. I think people get the point, though. Okay. It's nice to look through the It book. is nice. Like, we could get lost in this, but they also can't see it right now. That's true. Uh, something else you do though is every year you you do the same sort of digital scrapbooking uh, and you get templates and everything mm-hmm. and you make a calendar and you what do you use like Shutterfly but one of those services I use Shutterfly to make a calendar 
Uh, you do that. I do the bottom piece and fill in the dates on it for mm-hmm. keeping everything organized because I'm a nerd like that. And so I put in all like, you know, hockey and when I my coaching dates and important work dates and school dates, but also birthdays, anniversaries. And then I put the goofy holidays like National Gumbo Day. National Whiskey Day. National. Uh, well, there's National Whiskey Day, International Whiskey Day, International Bur- so or, much National whiskey. Bourbon Day, Wine Day, Drink Wine Day, which is different than Wine Day. Um <laughs> Na- you know, international, um, you know, no bra day, which is funny to put on there. Okay. Which I think, I think that one, it's no bra day or no pantsy coincides with your I'm mom's pretty, birthday. Oh, that's So great. then you're always like, my mother's going to come over and look at our calendar to see if my birthday's on there or her birthday's on here and see that. I'm like, yeah, but it's f-ing funny. It is. Sometimes I will take pictures of the calendar and stick them in the yearbook because like the month of October usually, is a, usually a very f- busy month for us and it's packed and, and i want to remember that it's a lot packed. of times you'll save those calendar pieces too because mm-hmm. then it it um you know it becomes a scrapbook page unto itself and the nice thing is once you create it you can quickly not only print ours but then send it off and have print a copy for your mom which we take out some of the holidays obviously no pants day does not go in or no bra day does not go into the copy going to my mother-in-law nope definitely not she would not think it was funny no she wouldn't but it's like, what the hell is this, Marco? I mean, and the, honestly, some of the food ones, though, do influence like, yeah. uh, what was it just last Monday? It was National Eat Tacos Day on a Monday, which is what the <laughs> went on with that. But we had tacos on Monday. And sometimes there's like it, when we get to National Gumbo Day, we'll probably have gumbo on the day. It helps make figure out meal planning. Mm-hmm. So, yay. That's number three. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Let's recap. So <laughs> number number one was save some of the art, but not all of it. And also that included the uh, the pizza box idea. Number two was the annual year in review, whether that's in a journal or some crazy Tomasi Times, a newsletter like we do, or something, but jot that down just to kind of take inventory of what, what did you do? What did you experience that year? Number three is to print the photos, get a hard copy. Um, and then that kind of also piggybacked on the family yearbooks, which also helps with number two of the year in review, but the family calendar and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's leading us up to number four on our list of five, Jessica. Record video. Why? Because you want to get those little tiny squeaky voices on film or on digital, whatever the hell film is called. So this you can't print. You can't, but you can upload it to your own personal site on YouTube. And odds are that's not going away anytime soon. Or you can um, burn it to a disc or something. I don't know. Is that still a thing? Probably not. I mean, you can have social media accounts for it. Mm, I don't recommend that because you'll get hacked. And then you'll lose everything like I did. And it's very upsetting even now. It It's nice to have just, you know, there's some classics that we look forward to every year. What are we doing? What do we need to do? We need to get some screws. You don't have to. Screws. 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 What else do we need to do? This. We need to get some pieces. Where are we going to get them from? Over there. Okay. And what are we building? Car Okay. Oh, my God. So I love that, that is video a, so much. That is a... Two-year-old, almost three-year-old kid number one. Kid, yeah. And uh, kid number two was one, almost two. They were skipping nap. <laughs> you were actually, you were pregnant with kid number three. So many babies. So they were um, <laughs> down in the basement helping me build cone hole. Cone hole. But, uh, you know, this listen to those squeaky little voices. What do state fans say? That's what they say this year because we suck. We yeah, it's not oh, good. No, we suck again. Seminoles say. Seminoles say. Oh 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 oh. Yeah, baby. I mean, she hosts podcasts now for us, and that's what she used to sound like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say it again. That was uh, kid number two at his first Caps game, and he doesn't sound like that anymore. Mm-mm. And then kid three, at the start of every track and cross-country season, I always had him do the same message. Go on, Caps, go. 
He's so squishy. He's so squishy. He's standing in the back of I my know. of my truck, my SUV. He's so itsy bitsy and squishy. So many of the Go Lakers Go ones. <laughs> he does not sound like that anymore. Go Lakers Go! Like as I go through him, he like he sounds like he's aging before our ears. Go I do have a video of um, kid number four. We were still in the hospital with her when she was born, and it's of her crying, and it is the cutest little itsy bitsy baby cry. Ever. It's adorable. It was at the uh, pediatrician's office. Well, um, we've got the lovely cold going through the family, so they've had to go. Because it's COVID and they needed notes to get back to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have COVID, but it's tis the year part two of COVID. I mean, but the symptoms of COVID are the same as symptoms of cold. Right, right, right. So... But I don't, don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. Or misspeak. They got a cold, which I'm sure I now have too. <laughs> Uh, but to get back into school, they needed doctor's notes. So we went and got doctor's notes. And so the doctor was talking about like kids growing up because he's actually, he was my pediatrician too, way back forever ago. And, uh, just making sure like he took, he's like, I took so many photos and we rarely look at them or something. Well, you haven't been to my house cause we look at them, <laughs> but, um, those getting the videos and, you know, making sure you get those squeaky voices and everything. And as they grow, um, I, I still remember we were at when your um, when your grandma passed away. We we're at your aunt's house, and they busted out the old videos. And all of a sudden, this oh, this blonde and like the little spandex shorts and a oversized t shirt comes in the room, and it's like, yo, something or other. After that, it's like, holy crap, that deep, that thick southern drawl out of that little Georgia girl <laughs> who's from New Orleans. It's me. Yeah, it yeah. is so you. <laughs> So I know you. you the video made a big impression on you. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Enough about squeaky voices. What's number five? Number five is well, it, it's actually related to squeaky voices. And so while number five is all about recording video just to get the in the the sound, and back when they have those squeaky little voices. Those squeaky little voices say the darndest things. So while you won't catch all that on video, you do need to record when they make those quotable quotes. And you've got like a little log, a little journal. You write these things down in. And it's not kids say the darndest things. No, my quotable it's kid. My quotable kid <coughs> from Chronicle Books. It's red. Um, and it is a journal of unforgettable quotes. And the idea is you write down the funny things that your kids say so that you can flip through it and laugh your butt off when you do um i like to write them in no particular order i like to just flip to whatever page that it'll fit on do you record um, the date or anything i do of the year? yeah so like this first one is um from kid number two from june 2014 he was three and a half and we were at our house in falls church um and he said mommy i don't want you to suck up my butt with the vacuum <laughs> said as I was cleaning one of the sofas in the living room. <laughs> um, I this too one... don't want you to suck up my butt with the vacuum. <laughs> this one is from kid number one from March of 2013 uh, at 9.41 p.m. She was three. And she, this says, Daddy, so you said this to her, uh, kid number one, you need to go to sleep. Kid number two is fast asleep. And she said, yeah, I need to slow asleep, <laughs> which is what she is still doing even to this day. She's yes. slow asleeps. Oh, here we go. Um, I'll quiz you next one. But this one is something that kid number four said. Uh, she said it at our house. Um, in 2021 on kid number one's birthday she was four and a half Uh, she said she was watching kid number one open her gifts on her birthday and kid number one got to the present from uh, her grandparents and said oh this one is from birdie and pop-up and she perked up and she said birdie and pop-up i know it's whiskey (laughs) (laughs) we all had a good laugh and they assured Er, they and they assured kid number four that it wasn't whiskey in the package it was earrings bracelets and books by the way but yeah let's see 
Can you tell me who said this one? Are you ready? Yeah, go. Guys, James Bond is the bestest movie I've ever seen. Was that uh, kid number two? No. Kid number three? Nope. Kid number one? Wow. Kid number one, she was three and three quarters. She said it a few hours after we watched Skyfall. Okay. We're parents of the year, by the way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Give me another one. That one Uh, was tough because they all like James Bond. This kid said, after examining my new emerald earrings, said, you got screws. You got green screws in ears. That is kid number two. Yep, it sure is. He like grabbed you, like grabbed your face Forcefully. and yanked your head. Like I thought he was going to snap your neck, like some sort of like commando <laughs> movie. And uh, just examining your ears. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you were sitting on the couch and he was standing there, which put him at eye level with your ears. Yep. Um... This one, I drew a picture of somebody's face to show their reaction. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'll show you the picture so that you can, you'll you'll see. Okay. Uh, This is from kid number two in 2019, and he said it in church. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So, father was asking all the kids what they thought of the wine, because they were practicing for first communion. I already know, but okay. And kid number two raised his hand, and when the father called on him, he said... I think the wine tasted like blood and was a little bit sour. And father made this face, <laughs> which is exactly what he looks like. Oh, my God. You drew the hair in with the bald head. Yeah. <laughs> and with I, just the little tufts on the I side. I laughed and laughed. And then he also, later that day, he also, kid number two, also told me it tasted a little bit sweet and sour and maybe a lot awful <laughs> when we got in the car to go home. Well, you answered it. But yeah, it's kid number two. <laughs> Um, who said this? Every time he puts his jock and cup on, he runs around the living room and yells, Rockstar pee-pee! Rockstar pee-pee! While punching himself repeatedly in the crotch. <laughs> that was kid three. <laughs> <laughs> I be in Farmer Farmer. Uh, that was kid number um, three, wasn't it? Yeah, Farmer Farmer was him wearing a yellow hard hat Yellow Mardi Gras beads and kid number one's white dress shoes, all while wielding a yellow play kitchen knife. I don't know how that translates into being a farmer, but it was funny as hell. Because it's easier to say than serial killer, serial killer. Mm-hmm. This one's very sweet. Um, kid number three said this one. He said, Daddy, do you get scared sometimes? No, I'm sorry. Kid number two said that. He said, Daddy, do you get scared sometimes? And you said, sometimes. And then kid number three said, the onlyest way to get unscared is by giving hugs. Aww. Yeah. So sometimes I write down things that are not funny but are extremely sweet. You said, who likes listening to the blues in the car in the morning? Kid number one said me. Kid number two said me. Kid number three, I like listening to the yellows in the car in the morning. (laughs) All right, give us one more. This one. Who said this? After attempting to go to church for the third time Easter Sunday. Oh, geez. That was the year we got attacked by a duck. <laughs> this kid piped it up from not the, meant to be. From the back seat of the car and said, Jesus said no to do in church. <laughs> that sounds like kid two. It is kid two. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note... Oh, my. That's a different one to transition out of. What Sorry. Should, what are we supposed to say? Jesus says, know. go listen to more of our podcast episodes? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't so. know. <laughs> Jesus said yes to doing podcasts. I don't know about Jesus. Jesus might have, but uh, anyway. Um, let's wrap this one up. Okay. It, we could get lost in memory lane forever, but this has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. This was uh, episode 84, Adventures in Parenting. And focusing on that, things for the memories. We're really rolling down memory lane and capturing all those memories and really hanging on to those because as parents, it goes by fast. It's already flying by fast. What did you find over there? He has a must-mash on his face. A must-mash. Oh, the must-mashers. Uh, we put out episodes almost every Monday. They Almost every week, they drop on Mondays. 
Uh, like I said, this was episode 84. Go back. We got 83 other ones to listen to. We'll be back with another one next week. But for now, Jessica, I have like almost no voice <laughs> and I am all out of my gimlet. And I'm my all out gimlet. of my old fashioned. Life is so hard right oh, now. I know. And it's getting late. So it's been fun. Loads of fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.